subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. JR is uh, called in this morning on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. JR, welcome into a Watch Your Beef Wednesday. Hey, guys. How y'all doing this morning? We're good, buddy. Good. You know what? All this stuff, uh, you know, I know I know it, it's all just a free-for-all, and everybody's guess is as good as anybody's on this NIL stuff, but it, this is my whole deal with all this, is that this uh, Arkansas Edge that's set up for this NIL process. This is what gets me about all this, is that the university, or whatever this is, uh, um, a brother or sister of the university, is asking people to donate to a fund that's going to disperse money out to a a kid or a young man or young woman that has no contractual agreement to university that can leave after one year when there's more money. I mean, I'm, I work hard for my money. I'm sure everybody else does, too. There's no return on that investment. I mean, if you donate money to that, I mean, how in the world? There, there's nothing holding that person to stay at that university and play. I mean, you, you want to donate to something like that? This, this, is all, this is going to destroy college athletics. I mean, they might as well just give those 87 scholarships to people who want an education and just create an athletic department that's strictly pay for play. I mean, at this, at this point, that's what it should be. So, anyway, that's my beef. I, I think it's a fair one. So, I, wrote, I jotted down a couple notes while you were talking, Jr. And this is not happening just in Fayetteville. This is happening all over the country. It's what you have to do to compete and keep up at this point. Something we'll talk about with Richard coming up. But I do think that stings with people, the one-year aspect. Because guys are entering their freshman season somewhere, not even seeing the field, making money, or seeing the court, or seeing wherever, whatever playing surface they're on, females too, and then leaving, taking their money and leaving. We don't know the every little single detail about NIL contracts, but uh, that's, it doesn't seem like anything is keeping them there unless they want to be on campus. I think about when Ole Miss in the offseason, prior to last year, posted that graphic of like Quinshaw Junkins making, it's either 250 or 500K, and he doesn't have as good a season as he did the year before because he was injured and it just didn't go according to plan. And he jets off to Ohio State, which apparently Ohio State is just tossing around bucos of money considering they got Will Howard, considering they got him and some other talented players at the board, just like Ole Miss is, for example. They're, the loyalty aspect, I think, is really, really irking people. And I don't blame you. And I hope at some point when they restructure this in some way that it's at least two-year contracts when it comes to NIL, not one. I don't know if that's possible. You could probably tell me if that's possible or not, where they could set it like that. 
But I think it. I think it's Taylor, always been one year deals. Yeah. I think it is for and, and that scholarship too, because technically, mm-hmm. I mean, you can revoke someone's scholarship after a year at any time, and you can pull it before they even get to campus. Well, but it is a again, Jr. I wholeheartedly agree. It is a bummer the way sports are set up in that way right now. Well, this this ruling yesterday, or this judge's, I guess, temporary order, what it, what it, whatever it is, in uh, this Tennessee and Virginia case, is. Worth keeping two eyes on what what's going to happen. The, uh, and just just reading about it, the judge yesterday, if you follow this, um, has kept in place the NCAA's rules prohibiting name, image, likeness compensation from being used as a recruitment inducement, denying a request for a temporary restraining order by Tennessee and the states of Tennessee and Virginia. So um, this is going to be an interesting follow, but. Man, it's it's going to turn the it's going to turn the NCAA and its members institutions on potentially on its ear for a little while while they sort through all of this. So, if I tree top that, and correct me if I'm wrong, the whole again the structure of NIL was once you get on campus, then you get paid. It wasn't right. to be used as hey, we can get you this amount of money. That's what if, they're trying to stop is the is the is the it's bait to come to our school. Correct, but it's rampant across college sports right now, particularly in football. It's it's like knowing you're on the Autobahn and there's no one to write speeding tickets. Yeah. Drive as fast as you want. No one's stopping you. And the rumor is that Nico Ilamueva is making like seven mil while he's at Tennessee. We're coming to the conclusion as of last week that someone, probably another school, another coach, whatever, tipped the NCAA off, frustrated that Tennessee probably got this five-star kid out of Cali when he was supposed to go elsewhere, and now Tennessee's having to deal with the repercussions of their said faults, which we don't know are true or not. Seems to be the case, but it seems like the is is it fair to me to say the judge didn't want to have to deal with this? They passed it on to someone else, or I mean, I in terms of the ruling, or did he did he make? Well, no, the, he just he denied that because here's what happened: the this, the attorney generals in the states of Tennessee and Virginia wanted to get a temporary restraining order so that. This would stop where basically you're using NIL as bait to get a kid to come to a school. It's This whole program or idea was put in place for exactly what you said. Once a kid's on campus, then they can make a deal with a local business. Mm-hmm. There, there is a path to get some money off your name, image, and likeness. And this has become nothing more than, hey, we've got a, we've got a $12 million budget that we're going to parse out through our collectives and other streams of, of donation and money. Mm-hmm. And, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll pay more than the school down the road or, the, or two states over, or the, the other team in our conference. That's that's what they're trying to trying to get this reeled back in, much like trying to put toothpaste back in the tube. And Hog Collar in Huntsville brings up what I kind of alluded to in the, the first segment, mentioning the, the scholarship and the big money. I mean, again, you can't. It depends on the sport because some guys and gals just aren't worth the – some of them aren't just even worth the scholarship, to be quite frank, but they get it anyway. You can't be worth the scholarship, the added cost of, uh, of living on campus, the different things you get out of that, the revenue sharing. You know, I mean, there's just – there has to be a an understanding of how much you're actually worth when you're fighting for these things at this point. And I don't know if a lot of student athletes, men, women, truly understand uh, their actual value of what they bring to the table in college athletics at some point. No, I, I, I know. Don't think. I know. <laughs> All right, let's bring in our guy Richard Davenport of Whole Hawk Sports. 
on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, also with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Richard, I mean, we're talking with young men and young women in today's age. Do you, do you think they're trying to understand more of what's going on and, and get ahead of what is potentially coming to college athletics? Uh, you, you, you talking about NIL or just, just a, what, what, a combination of where we're headed, right? Like asking yeah. for revenue, uh, right. TV revenue, asking again for what they think they're worth in NIL. I mean, what are, what are kind of the conversations that you've had with different, not just in-state, but out-of-state athletes and in, in concerns to all of those things? Well, I, I just tend to think they're trying to get as educated about, uh, you know, their opportunities and what they can do, uh, you know, once they get to college. Uh, I mean, uh, it's, I think right now everybody is just kind of, kind of sitting back and trying to see w- what's going to happen if, if Congress is going to get, you know, get something passed to, to where it's, uh, you know, one law for everybody throughout the, throughout the country and, but uh, uh, I, I don't know, man. Uh, most of the kids don't really talk about it. But, uh, you know, mostly when I do talk to, uh, to parents, that's, that's when it's usually brought up, you know, that, where they'll talk about it and, and talk about the opportunities and, and how, the, you know, the, the, you know the, how they're going to approach it and stuff like that. But, I mean, overall, kids really don't touch it too much. I mean... I think they're they're like uh, like us. You don't know what it's going to be like uh, once they get on campus. Yeah, uh, Richard. Five years ago, this was your busiest day of the year. Today, it's a nothing burger. I mean, we're we're not going to get much news at all. Not just with Razorback football, but really college football in general. There might be a a flip here and there, but it's just not the same as what it was. That's one of my beasts today. Do you miss how signing day used to be? On this day, are you are you glad to get it over with at the uh, the end of the year in December? Uh, just uh, uh, just uh, just from the me 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 uh, approach, I'm glad it's it's in December. Uh, not gonna lie to you, I, it uh, and I think the college coaches and everybody is is glad that it's it, it's not the old way. But I, I get you know from the fans' perspective, I get it. Uh, but uh, from uh, you know in the old way. You 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 were fighting to hold on to your guys until you know till signing day in February, and it was extremely stressful for the coaches and and some of the kids too, uh, and the kids uh, for the most part seemed to enjoy getting it over with in December. But uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I think I think that could possibly uh, change it. Uh, I, I think uh, I've I've heard where you know it, it may be a, a uh, where kids have the opportunity to sign anywhere, any, any time from, uh, August to, uh, December. Uh, I think that's, that's, uh, something that I've been hearing that's, uh, maybe down the, down the, down the road or maybe in the next, next year or so, if a kid uh, decides he wants to, uh, or, or she, uh, wants to sign with a school during that time period, they, they can sign anytime during that time period. So I think, uh, I think coaches overall would probably be for that. That way, you know, you, you don't have a lot of this, uh, a lot of these changing of the minds of, uh, you know, kids when they're committed and then they, uh, you know, kind of flip on you, you know, say in December. Richard Davenport with us on the McClarty Daniel hotline. The other thing that gets 
glossed over or lost in all this because I've I've seen friends and 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 just people in my my Facebook feed, people I know and connected to. Their kids are signing with, you know, say UCA or one of the in-state schools. And I know it's not as big a day for the Power Fives and the most coveted, but, you know, still what kind of gets lost in all this is the last day or two of the, uh, you know, the athletes that, hey, it's still the biggest day ever for their family. You know, a friend of mine, his son's going to Harding. You know, that's a big day for, for their family and his signing last week and in all of that that goes on right now. So, I mean, um, while it, while it's not a big thing for the SEC, it's still a big deal in our state to a lot of kids and a lot of families. Yeah, no doubt it is, and uh, and I, I get what you're saying. Uh, you know, and it's 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 uh, it's not the same. There's no doubt about it. But uh, yeah, there, there there's so many so many so many things with college athletics right now that uh, I think a lot of people don't don't care for. Uh, but, uh, well, we're just in a, we're, we're in a transition period. And when, when, when the period, uh, ends and uh, we have, uh, uh, you know, more of a concrete idea of, of what, uh, what we're going to have going forward. Uh, I mean, I, it, there, there's just so much uncertainty. Yeah. I've read the stories I'm sure you have as well on kind of what's going on with the legal cases involving NIL right now. And the judge yesterday that, uh, kept in place the NCAA's rules prohibiting name, image, likeness, compensation from being used as a recruiting inducement. What's your take on what's going on with Tennessee and Virginia and their state attorney generals? And kind of what do you think the crossroads we are at right now with uh, with the way college sports is ran? What's your read on all of this? Well, I understand what the NCAA is trying to do, and I agree with it. I think everybody agrees with it because the what you guys were saying earlier, uh, the idea of NIL was once you got on campus, you know, Bob's Burgers uh, wanted to do a deal with you, but uh, obviously it's 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 nothing like that right now. So, and then then you know, uh, you know, schools uh, and, and and politicians are getting involved uh, because their their particular schools are are getting hit hit and hit up with uh, infractions by the NCAA. So. Uh, I, 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 and I heard you guys talk about it too. Uh, just how fans are so frustrated, and and, and you know, it, it's it's kind of hard to really be. You know, you, you're still a fan of these of your particular schools, but it, it's kind of hard to see of all uh, all the things that are involved right now, and, and and just love what it love it like the the way you used to to love it. But uh, uh, we're in a transition period, and. It's not not much fun right now. So, Richard, on that note, as we're talking with you on the McCarty Daniel Hotline, could you see a scenario where NIL deals, certain ones, are structured in two or three years, or is this just always going to be a one year stint like the scholarship? That's a good question. I, I, I would, I, 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 I don't know all the legalities. I mean, there's, you know, that's why I'm kind of shy about uh, talking about the, and, and, and really knowing. Uh, what, what I'm saying is is tr- possibly true because they, you know I think I think uh, I think maybe Herb Street or somebody somebody said it well the other day. Whatever whatever's put put in place, uh, there's always going to be lawsuits nowadays. You, you're seeing all kinds of lawsuits now, and I don't know what to believe. I don't know what what the possibilities are. 
I mean, I, yeah, I, I think, you know, for longevity reasons, uh, you know, for, for the sport, you'd like to see multi-year deals, but I, I don't know if that, that that's something that you, you wouldn't have some, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, NFL contracts. Guys uh, say, well, I want to renegotiate. Well, I mean, could that be possible in a NIL deal? Uh, say it's a two-year deal. A kid comes in as a freshman. And as an outstanding year, he says, "Well, at two fifty k is not enough. I need five hundred, or I mean, I need a million. I mean, I I don't know. I, I don't know all the legalities. I'm not an attorney, so uh, I, I I like the idea, but I don't know if that's doable." Richard, last thing: What have you thought about Eli Drinkwitz's ability to not just come into Arkansas and recruit, but pull away players to Columbia? Um. Uh, Oh, well, you're talking about Brian Huff, and and uh, you're talking about Courtney uh, uh, Courtney Collins of uh, Crutchfield, excuse me, from uh, from Pine Bluff. Uh, those 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 are the ones. The those are the type that uh, sting. Uh, you know, before that, really, that they, they they did get some kids from Arkansas, but kids that really didn't, you know, Arkansas didn't really to recruit. But uh, I think uh, this year with those two is is what really stung a lot of fans. Uh, you know, you sometimes sometimes you just got to take a look at yourself and and see what what you've done. And you know, I'm talking about Arkansas and and see what you can do better. And uh, then then also let's face it, at, at the same time, NIL may be a situation. Where it, uh, you know, might have played a role. Do I know that for sure? No, I don't. But uh, that might have played a role. So anytime you lose a kid nowadays, uh, you start thinking, well, was NIL a possibility? You know, so uh, you know you, you got to give them credit. You know, uh, on on Missouri's end, you know, as far as uh, giving the kids. So uh, it, it's it's just something that you have to reevaluate and try to try uh, try to do uh, try to do better if you're Arkansas. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. 
Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. What are you giggling over there? Well, we were talking about Whataburger and whether you can get a burger at 8 a.m. and somehow it turned into you've driven further than anyone else. We wanted to make sure we pointed that out. I'm trying to figure out how was, we circled around. I asked from, you about Phoenix, and I asked you about that, and I just well, I drove 18 hours back. to Chapel Hill. I just want to make a point. Well, good, I, I'll get you the trophy for that. Well, I got paid in gas, which is good enough to. I just wanted to make a point. I'm just, just trying to figure out where you were going. I'm a competitive sob. You've yeah. known that since you fired me. And it's part of me being here is winning, regardless of what it Let is. Let me know when you do. I consistently, we'll I consistently do. It's yeah. it's hard to keep track of all the wins that According I've. According to won. who? Uh, myself okay. at this point. Hey, I got a question. So we were talking with JR about this in hour number one, and he kind of alluded to the fact that uh, these NIL deals are one-year deals, and you feel like you don't have an allegiance to a certain school, which I think there's a lot of truth and a lot of uh, merit to what he had to say. Is college football still in the minds of many in our listening area and in the South better than the National Football League, the way it's trending, where it's trending. And the reason I ask that is because I have seen more complaints, more pushback, more bad feedback in the eyes of the consumers, even though the ratings tell us otherwise with the college football product. And I know we've had a caller or texter here and say that I'm not watching anymore because these guys are getting paid. I'm not on that line of thinking, but I will say it is different, and I don't know if I'm a fan of everything. When you look at the National Football League, better players, better ratings, more parity, fantasy implications, but the parity aspect to me is better. And you, and you've already you, well. Here's what I'm here's what I'm arguing. You've talked about that, and I don't completely disagree with this because I think you're onto something. You've talked about with the NIL and the structure and the portal and football. There's going to be less parity in the sport. So I know we don't have a team in this market. We've got some giant Dallas Cowboy fans. We've got some giant Kansas City Chiefs fans. We've got Steelers fans. We've got fans of a lot of different NFL teams. But if you're being honest with yourself, tell me today why college football is still better than the National Football League if you think that it's been like that. Why is it as we're trending to more of an NFL product Without, okay, that's a good way to look at it. It's in our culture. It's in our culture. You're born into a fan base. You're born into a fan base. Now, if you live in Dallas or you live in Philadelphia or you live in New York, you got to make a choice between Giants or Jets. But, uh, you know, you you don't go to school for the Dallas Cowboys or at at their university. You don't go, your mom and dad maybe went to school at the University of Arkansas. It's part of your DNA. Uh, and in our state, it's it's more unique than any other place because there's one flagship university that we all you know pledge our allegiance to. Mm-hmm. You know, in sports, I think it's become less about team, more about players because of fantasy sports, because of fantasy football. Yes, and it's overwhelming popularity. You're a fan of a player because 
that's the player that gets you stats for your team, and then you'll change horses next year. Yeah, I'm a terrible Packers fan because of the Thunder right. fantasy football but team. I'm gonna tell you, you, your question was kind of beating around the bush of what's the what how how does football how, how does college sports get threatened by the NFL even more here in this in the South because college football is it's not the national sport the NFL is. The NFL has the benefit of being in essentially the largest 30 markets in the country. Now, Kansas City and Green Bay aren't necessarily, but you look at where their teams are placed. Why is their ratings great? Because they're in the 30 biggest population bases in our country. Great point. All right. And I think it's just because the Chiefs are good. What could happen? What would happen in our footprint that could bleed off a little bit of the fan base of college football? What what would what would have to happen in Dallas the NFL? Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys get a superstar quarterback and get on a roll like the early to mid nineties. If that happened, I'm not saying you'd quit watching the Razorbacks or quit watching college football, but you only got so much fan budget. You know, if you had that paired at the same time with a superstar in say Atlanta, that you th- you don't think that's going to hurt college football a little bit? Of course it would. If somehow the Falcons and the Cowboys both got on a roll, be too much to ask for the Saints to do that same time. Mm-hmm. But, but that's that's really what is, uh, I don't say held back at the NFL because nothing's holding back the NFL in the South. But it could go to another level if the Cowboys were riding high. They had, mm. you know, if there was a second coming of Tom Brady, and that's not going to happen. But if Mahomes was a Cowboy instead of a Chief six, seven years ago. The equation would be much different mm-hmm. in it, our in our footprint. It also doesn't help that your football program hasn't achieved double digit wins in over a decade. But and even in even in a place like Tuscaloosa and Birmingham, if the Falcons were winning Super Bowls and had a superstar like a Tom Brady or a Mahomes, things would even be a little bit different with the, with the Crimson Tide, even despite their success. And Georgia, we and, saw it in Oklahoma when the when the Thunder came in. And they had Des Bryant, or not, uh, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, when, and when they were mm-hmm. when they were riding high, and and do, that bled off some of the sooner uh, interest. Which you wouldn't think Oklahoma would be a good professional, especially NBA sports market. Now they have one of the best teams right. in the league, and they're about to hopefully go on a run this year. No, but I, you, I remember you telling me that, and I talked to I talked to some sports radio people. In, in not just Norman, but Oklahoma City and Tulsa. And they're like, yeah, it went from like not being that big of a deal to all of a sudden it exploded right. because of what you just said, success. Winning. They go to the NBA Finals. Unfortunately, we get hosed against LeBron in the heat and then the entire structure of that setup with KD, James, and Russell was shot to you-know-where. But it's a story for another day. Andy Mountain texted in on the McCarty Dana Hotline saying he watched more NFL this year that he have in previous years because he's turned off by college football as a whole. Now that is like... But I bet Andy didn't miss a Razorback game. And that's what you said before, that you might still watch your team, but you're not necessarily going to watch the college... Now it does not my, affect my watching habits whatsoever. But I think it for... you always Watching games to, is part of your y- job. Yeah, but... Is you refer to the 40s, 50s, 60s, and even guys in their 70s, which is a good chunk of our audience. Happy to have them here in the morning rush, as again a good barometer of our listenership, which it is. And them not watching as many again excessive college football games that they would outside of just the Arkansas. And it's hard to you know we're talking about 
not listening, not watching as much Arkansas basketball and with the football team as well. We heard the same things about Arkansas football that we heard about Arkansas basketball, which is, uh, I don't really care. I'm going to play other stuff around my, my Saturday and whatnot. And then Sunday rolls around. You might have games on the background. You might be watching at that point. But I just wonder, like the NFL being able, as you said, to gain ground on college football in the sense of, even though the ratings tell us otherwise, that they're going to be able to suck up some fans in college football-centered markets that have traditionally been diehards of their team, but maybe get pulled to the NFL a little more. I don't think that's an egregious take this no, morning. You, you, but you need superstars and you need Super Bowls. And who's been winning? I mean, Tampa, do you consider Tampa in the South? Mm, yeah, I mean that was. I mean, but really, they became a national team briefly because of Tom Brady and Gronk and 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 that bunch. But I mean, if you had a team that's in truly in the South, like the Cowboys, the Saints, the Falcons, that or the Titans, mm-hmm. one of the Titans, yeah, yeah. I, I forget about them, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think people would gravitate to that. Now, I, I I don't I don't think the Titans could ever reach the the level of of fandom that the Cowboys could. Because the Cowboys are a cornerstone franchise in the NFL, but you know this NIL is a turnoff to a lot of people. The older you are, the probably the bigger the turnoff. Let me say, I think the younger you are, the less you're concerned about it. Let me say this about the Dallas Cowboys: It's been since '96, right, since they've won a Super Bowl. With the changing of social media, with Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. and with the best quarterback in the National Football League, and one of the best already of all time. The Kansas City Chiefs are a few Super Bowls away yeah, from becoming already, America's team. I mean, they're, if they get another one... With today's day and age... Now, think about this. Well, who is America's okay, here, team? Here, I, I just want to... It's still the Cowboys for now, but think about this. You you mentioned... We mentioned this a couple days ago. Dallas is one of the, I think, top three television and, and just overall population markets in the world. It's L.A., New York, and I think Dallas are past Chicago, if I remember reading something right. I think you're right on that. The reason I bring this up is because of our climate today on how we interact with our sports, how we interact with what we consume, and how everything is so accessible today. Like the Dallas Cowboys, you had articles about the Dallas Cowboys in New York. You had articles about the Dallas Cowboys in in L.A. They were all over the country, right? Because that was America's team in the 90s. And Jerry Jones generated this incredible structure for his team, not just from a football standpoint, from a marketing standpoint. Well, with so many Fairweather fans today, like the, the allegiance is as bleak as it's ever been with any sports team, professional or collegiate. You have more bandwagon fans than ever before. They're going to jump on the team that's winning, the team that's popular, and the team that has icons, which Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, Taylor Swift, even though she's not technically on the team. And there doesn't seem to be any stoppage of slowing down anytime soon. So if they win, let's say they win the Super Bowl this year, that gives them three and four years. from tying the Cowboys at that point. At that point. And the Cowboys, again, are nearly 30 years ago. You're going to lose that title. You may still generate more money, but America's team well, is no longer going to be associated with the but, Dallas but Cowboys. The number, it is, of, the number of Super Bowls determine who is America's team. The Patriots. The Patriots yeah. will already be that. And they're not. Or the Packers. That's what I was Title thinking. Town, baby. But, again, they don't... What years did they win all those titles? 
the the latest one? Or are you no, talking all, about? No, I mean, since you're a big Packers fan, take me back to the take me back. So to you Tennessee. had tell me a Bart, story. You had Bart Starr won a that? few. Brett what year, what years were those? Aaron Rodgers won. Okay, I'm defining what a bandwagon fan is here, folks. Listen, Brett Favre won his. Or excuse me. Brett Favre won his in the 90s. You had Aaron Rodgers win his in 2012. Vince Lombardi, they won the NFL <laughs> championships, and then they won, I think, the first Super Bowl. You're making my point. And then Bart Starr. I'm not as – again, I am I am the prototypical example of what fantasy football has done to yeah. National Football League fans. I am fully aware of that, that I am an egregious Green Bay Packer fan because I care more about my fantasy team. But again, back to the point I'm making – KC wins a couple Super Bowl next years. They've swiped that title from Jerry. And here's the other I thing. I don't believe Here's that. the other thing you got to consider. America's team is under the umbrella of Jerry Jones. Jerry doesn't have many years left. And I love Jerry Jones for what he's done for Razorback Athletics. Not a Cowboys fan. But once he passes away, and I'm not wishing that to happen, but Father Time is the king. After and that time. happens. I'm not going to say it's going to wither away. But it's never going to be the same well, again. Well, some would argue, and I bet Big C would know some Cowboy fans that argue it. That might be the the unfortunate thing that you know when he does step away from the team, health, death, otherwise, yeah. that might be the thing that breathes some new life into it and take it back to the way it was. I think the thing Jerry so, does well is 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 build the brand up. Unfortunately, that hasn't come with winning lately. Uh, but they once were America's done, team before Jerry, guys. But once he's done, it's going to take. I believe it's going to take winning. No, they weren't. Landry was a great coach, and Staubach was a great quarterback. They weren't they America's were, they were, team until Jerry Jones stepped foot in Dallas, that, Texas. That, that that label had been on them far before Jerry I Jones. I don't think so. I don't. Well, yeah. I, I think I think yes, Cowboy fan. Yeah. That that title did not start until Jerry arrived in Dallas, Texas, and mm. took that thing to new heights. They were a really good franchise. I think you're right. Like the that. Pittsburgh Steelers, and like some other. Great NFL teams. They were not America's team till that point. Hey, I want to invite you over to TGI Fridays in Fort Smith. They got new happy hour specials twice daily, three to six, and then nine to close. Half price drinks from their menu uh, that uh, you can choose from and save some money with half price drinks and five dollars select appetizers that include potato skins, spinach dip, mozzarella sticks, pot stickers, and steakhouse meatballs. So try out half price drinks and five dollar appetizers, and don't forget on Mondays. You can get uh, 50 cent wings. They do that every Monday. I know you love the wings. Every oh, Monday yeah. from 5 to close, 50 cent wings at TGI Fridays. And you can get uh, one of those big wing platters and get ready to go for the big game as well. Half price drinks, $5 appetizers, 3 to 6 Monday through Friday, 9 to close as well. Also, 50 cent wings on Monday at TGI Fridays, 540 and Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. So asking the, again, we started this conversation with college football and the NFL, how much the NFL could gain and what's the difference now between college and the NFL that the Chargers were a team, this guy out of the 479 that apparently, let's see, Dr. Tyler and Fayetteville, I think is his name, uh, that a team he watched in San Diego when he lived there. And then when he came to Arkansas to go to school at Harding, uh, his roommate was surprised he didn't watch a lot of college football, started falling the Razorbacks, and he feels like the passion of college football fans are better than the National Football League. And I, you, you use the word culture, Christian. I think that's a great word to kind of separate the two. NFL has great atmospheres, right? Like Arrowhead is an unbelievable place to watch a game, tailgate before a game, walk out after a win. I've been to both NFL games on Sunday, and I've been to 
college football games on Saturday. There is no comparison between the two. None whatsoever. College football wipes the floor on a Saturday than what anything the NFL offers on a Sunday. You can talk about the pizzazz. You can talk about what's going on in Vegas. It's not close to me at all. Ratings would say otherwise. But that's on television. Okay? And the product I'm not denying is better. But I'm talking about when you go to that stadium in the fall, there is no comparison between going to a great game in college, a rivalry game, a primetime game on a Saturday than there is to go to the NFL more game on a Sunday. like atmosphere on Sunday. I'll, I'll say this. I just sent this to you over the phone, but the, the moniker America's team started in 1979. It wasn't self-given. It was, it was that, that name of America's team was given by Pat Summerall. An Arkansas Razorback. Yeah. So one of the great broadcasters. Started in 79. So it wasn't with Jerry Jones. It was, like Jerry I said, took it to like new I heights. said, long before Jerry Jones, the name or the, yeah, or the label yeah. America's team. Well, I mean, let's not let the facts get in the way of, of anything we're saying here. But they had been America's team long before Jerry Jones showed up. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Now, in our last conversation, Tim and Fayville texted on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. He disagrees with me. He's been in many college games, many Razorback games over the years. He's also been in NFL games in Philly, Pittsburgh, Casey, Seattle, Dallas, and they all wipe the floor of every college venue I've ever been to. It's been to Florida, Bama, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, and Ole Miss. Guys, what, Christian, I'm assuming you've been to a Cowboys game. Tommy, you've been to yes. Arrow, you've told me you've been to Arrowhead, right? I've been to Arrowhead a few times. Uh-huh. I've been to several Cowboys games, old stadium and the, mm-hmm. the current one. I've been to uh, a game at New Orleans, went to a Monday night football game there, played the Dolphins a couple years ago. So, so what's the you? When right. I'm very firm Play in what all, I believe in that, what is the better here's college the, football? Here's the difference. Like you go to a game, I'm sorry, Big C, go to a game in New Orleans, the Superdome. It's downtown metro, you know, big, big, you know, bigger suburban area. Um, there's not the tailgating around it. It's not, you know, when you have a game on campus and you got people pulling up smokers and and you know it's an all day festivity. It's just a different different atmosphere. Go to a pro game, you know, parking lots open about four hours before. Even in Kansas City, that's as close to a college atmosphere. I think you're talking about atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the stadiums. You know, in these college stadiums are just as nice, and in some cases, nicer than the pro stadiums. NFL feels more big time. Yeah, it's but a it's a business feel at, a, at an NFL game. And you know, the playoffs, like Kansas City, the Chiefs, a playoff game. I'm sure you can compare that to atmosphere in college football. But as far as atmosphere, Ty, I agree. I mean, college football when it's a big game between you know, you know Auburn and Alabama, for example. I mean. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's as big as it gets. Michigan, Ohio State, I'm sure, is pretty pretty good too. Like if you gave me the choice next year with Jim Harbaugh coming to the league to see the first edition of the Los Angeles Chargers coming to Arrowhead, which will be at 
insane atmosphere. First time Harbaugh's ever been there as the Chargers head coach. Divisional game, great game. Or even the Raiders coming in, which you've you've They've talked about. It. A Raiders and, and that's a huge rivalry between those two, Denver's right? Another big one. If I had a choice to go there for that one of those divisional games, or a choice to go to like Alabama, Auburn, Ohio State, Michigan, pick a great rivalry in college football. I'm going to the college football one every time. Even if I don't have any allegiance whatsoever to any player, coach, or school. But you're a college I, football fan. You're a bigger college football fan. You're a fantasy football NFL fan. Mm-hmm. Now that's a good way to label it, the I difference. think. So, yeah. No, I, I think that is a good way. I love the NFL just for different reasons at some point. All right, let's get to some news here in your hog update brought to you by Mr. Sparky. Uh, first thing I want to start with is a couple All-Americans, and I'm – I text uh, Oliver Grigg, who's the communications director for Razorback Baseball, to make sure one of my beefs, Tommy, so I'm terrible with names, pronouncing them and remembering them. I want to see if you can say this after I do. Vahiva Aloy, Arkansas's newest player from Sacramento State. Can you say Vahiva that? Vahiva Aloy. Vahiva Aloy. Yeah. It took me like 10 times to say that last night. He, he is a uh, second-team All-American along with Hagen Smith by the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association. Mason Melita, the tech transfer, is a third-team starting pitcher. I think that's what's encouraging about these upcoming rankings that you see is, one, knock on wood, hopefully no no pitcher gets injured at any point, but a lot of these preseason accolades are getting is with this pitching staff. And we always talk about the amount of pitching you need to get to Omaha, and not just get to Omaha, but survive in Omaha. I mean, you've got Hagen-Smith, Brady Tire, this Molina kid, Dietz is the young kid. Apparently, Fouch has been slinging and dealing. And there's a lot of guys starting next Friday that you're going to get introduced to or, or kind of re remember from last year that hopefully will be a big part of this team this season. Especially as often as it seems like the Arkansas bats go cold in the postseason sometimes. I'm sh- it's not just Arkansas. I'm sure a lot of good teams have dr- droughts in the playoffs, but when you when you're not hitting great. You've got to have shutdown pitching that you can rely on in a, in a two to one game or you know something like that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I agree with with what he's saying. I I just think there's there's undue pressure on this baseball program because of what's happened, and I don't think it's fair. I think we've seen it with bas- there was undue pressure put on the basketball team because of the lackluster football season. Now you've had a a men's basketball year that hadn't went to expectations coupled with football. And now I think it just makes even more pressure um, with the fans on this baseball team. Hopefully they don't feel it. Uh, hopefully uh, we just enjoy you know what we have here. Let's have something nice here. But I, I hear too many people, well, after football and basketball, this baseball team better perform. Well, just chill out. What happens in football and basketball has nothing to do with what's going on with Dave's program. And it's got to be a beef of Dave's that, they just Stupid get thought. thrown the pressure if the football... And luckily, basketball team last three years have been... I know last year, regular season, eh, yeah. but you beat the defending national champion. I would characterize it as a good ending. Not a great season, but a good ending. And then two previous years, great elite eights, great runs. So you haven't had that like following pressure right after baseball, but this year is different. And I would think... I, I don't know if Dave's ever been asked this question, but it's like, does it irritate you when the football team, the basketball team stink, and then all the pressure's lumped on the baseball team to be good? We he, would, he would probably take some like roundabout, well, I don't think anything I have to weigh with one another. But I guarantee you, he's not the biggest fan of that. When oh, Arkansas yeah. fans, again, push, like we're saying, all this want, all this need onto a baseball team that could deliver, 
but it depends on what you want them to deliver. Paying a lot of attention to that. I mean, you you listen to them, you you sit with them. So I mean, um, I just think I, I just hope that that the sense or the feel doesn't come through that netting to the team. I don't think it will. I don't think one has anything to do with the other. I just get tired of people talking about mm-hmm. that. I think he puts enough pressure on himself, exactly, to do to win. Exactly. All right, last thing here in your hog update. Eric Mosseman earlier this week talking about them being halfway through the season, nine games in, not where you want to be in conference. What do the remaining nine regular season games look like? You know, we're halfway through the conference play, and we have not played like we had hoped. And it's our chance or our turn to try to get better over this week. And that's what we're going to do. We gave the guys off on Sunday, and we're going to roll through this week in practice. We're not going to take off on Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday. We're grinding, man. We're trying to get better. We have a lot of areas we have to improve on, and they're not going to be a, a midweek off day. I think you were Chuck said it earlier this week. Practice is probably not going to be that fun at any point this week. Well, but grinding them into the court's not going to improve things either. This isn't. I mean, you're not trying to. I don't think it's an attention problem. I think these these issues go far beyond just having hey a weighted vest practice and that'll fix everything. We're way 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 past that. Yep. Hi everybody, this is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures, and at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift, selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Well, we got the final football game until August. I know there's that. I always get it mixed up. The AFL or the whatever it's called that they've merged it that we're going to see spring. I'm not going to watch any of that. I'm not going to watch till college football comes back in August. Do you think the NFL has a chance to maybe suck up some college fans based on how college football is trending more towards the National Football League than ever before? I don't think that's what people will do. I mean, I think there's there they'll still be casual watchers, but I, I think what what you're seeing is that people are just kind of pushing away from from uh you know, college sports not to watch NFL. Um you know, I full confession, I probably watched more this year, but gosh, I I didn't watch any for a long time because mm-hmm. the magazine was really a uh, you know, incredible project on on Sundays that by about three or four o'clock I was exhausted. You know, been up late the night before to put out a magazine every week, and you got to get it to the to the you know the printer by about two p.m. on Sunday. That's a that's a a bear to do, and you know I just I would just crash. You know, uh, take a nap, have dinner, go to bed. <laughs> you know that was my Sunday afternoon, so there wasn't any NFL. So when you say I've watched more of late, 
well, that's just because I'm not doing the magazine anymore. There's some, there's some energy on Sunday to watch football. But I'll go back and forth from PGA Tour golf. Tommy probably does the same thing. If there's a tournament that, that's, I know he's a golfer. Todd, you're not a golfer. Um, I mean, you're not, not golf watcher. Well, I mean, you're not a serious enough golfer that you want to see swings and you want to see grips on. Those are the things Tommy and I are looking at. We're not just looking at okay, who's winning. I wanted to see that uh, fifty mile an hour wind. Them try to play and it at Pebble, but that didn't happen. Fifty yeah, miles be, an hour. Yeah. yeah, that's why they didn't play. Yeah, the last two days. Yeah. 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 So. Yep. Yeah. Well, you don't have you don't have National Signing Day today, really. I mean. I, Technically, it's today, but there's nothing that's going to happen. The Super Bowl, nothing interesting. Yeah, nothing. The Super Bowl is really consuming that, and that's where that's where I look at it. Like I look at a week like today or a day like today, where college has been on the the forefront of a lot of the discussion. I heard a peep about National Signing Day. It's all what's happening in Vegas on Sunday. Really, what's happened in Vegas last week and a half or so. And again, it hasn't helped that Arkansas really hasn't been good the last ten or so years. but I, I, I do find it interesting, like you said, that uh, it, it's not – it hasn't just – like the NFL hasn't necessarily sucked you in, but it's just kind of on at this point because you don't have as much war to do now. Yeah, and, and got to be honest, we all were pretty excited uh, – for those, you know, those championship games that there were Razorbacks involved. Oh yeah, I mean, it's uh, that that just changes things, and you know, I I've got a little bit of a fascination watching Lamar Jackson because you know he played for Petrino, and you know you keep you keep looking at that, and you know the things that he does that are extraordinary. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's but it's still great compelling watch you know the nfl is is the everybody says it's the purest form of football there's that's all it is i mean there's not you know there's uh you know they don't really have bands you know they might uh, washington redskins might have a band um you know it's uh it's it's completely different let's just put it that way so on the subject of the NFL, Andy yep. Reid has been a big storyline this yep. week. And Clark Hunt got asked, the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, the son of Lamar Hunt, got asked about his head coach. Here's what he said to regards to his potential retirement. I've been fascinated to see the number of articles out there speculating about Andy's future. I have no sense from him that he's ready to hang it up. He loves what he's doing. He is energized by this team. He has one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Uh, So I'm not expecting him to to step down at the end of the season and uh, look forward, hopefully, to him coaching the Chiefs for many more years. And I know he loves uh, coaching Pat- Patrick. The the two of them, you know, their minds, I think, really think alike. Andy's in the middle of one of the greatest runs in NFL history right now in terms of AFC championship success, Super Bowl success. So uh, hopefully that's a motivating factor for him to stay with us for a long time. So, again, that's, again, the owner talking about his head coach. I wonder from this standpoint, what is more likely to happen or, or happen first? Does a rift develop between Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes like it often has between great players and great coaches at the end of dynasties? Or does Reid at 65 years old, Clay, hang it up? And the reason I want to ask you is because I know you're semi-retired. You're still doing stuff with us. You're still doing stuff at some other places. But uh, like he got asked, like, when is the best time to retire? And he said, I'll know. Tommy made a great point before the show. Why would you retire with the best quarterback, not just in the NFL, but one of the best of all time, I mean, do you expect that to happen 
anytime soon with the success they've been having? No, and this all started when Adam Schefter was doing a show, and he just kind of speculated, you know, like, hey, this could happen. Nick Saban, you know, that came out of the blue. This could happen. So, But I don't think it's anything that sparked that other than just saying, you know, he's going to retire at some point. Could it be this year? Well, no, I don't think so. And then the other part about it is those two personalities seem like they are not the sort that that goes out, puts the other one on the limb, and wants to watch him fall. They they, they seem to to want to be together in that uh, a rift. I I just can't imagine that with those two personalities. They don't seem to be that way. Um, Mahomes is anything but a but a prima donna. He he's you know he's wants to help his teammates. He wants to uh, do things in the community. I mean I know he's getting paid a lot, but he doesn't act like that. And um, other than he has extra money and likes to give back. And then Andy Reid, you just you get the sense even in those commercials that he's just a good dude. I mean, I, and, and yeah, he could be acting. I don't think he is. I think he's just a, and that's part of the, the magic between those guys. Show more personality in KC, Tommy, than in Philly. I mean, I don't remember him sporting Hawaiian shirts up there. I know it's a little colder up there, even though it gets cold in KC, but it helps when you're winning Super Bowls. But uh, definitely wearing a Hawaiian shirt that's, that's now putting your personality out there. We just, I don't remember him doing that much in Philly. He is more open. In Kansas City than he was ever in Philadelphia. And you're probably paying a whole lot more attention to Andy Reid. Yeah, winning winning goes with all of that. But I'm, I'm just telling why would you walk away? You As a coach, any coach at any position, whether it's offensive line, head coach, defensive backs, what, you dream of coaching someone as talented as Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you just hope you hit the lottery from, from a talent standpoint someday. Because you don't coach guys up to the level of Patrick Mahomes. They're born with it. They've either got it or they don't. You could refine some things. But, Clay, you've been around a lot more coaches than me. That's what coaches sit around and dream about is finally getting someone on your roster that has everything Generational. That, that, that Mahomes brings with him. Yeah. You don't walk away from that. No. It's uh, you know, it's like having a McFadden or a Sean right. Andrews. It's, it's, uh, and then, Except it lasts longer than four so years I've in got the pros. Tommy you know? Brazier, who's retired in Bainbridge Island, Washington, he coached a long time with Andy Reid, and he's, he told me, he said he is the same now that he was the first day he met him. So I, that might contradict a little bit what you're thinking, Ty. I don't know about you know his attire, shirts, or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, would you ever wear a wine shirt in Philadelphia? I don't think you would. No, probably not in the winter, of course. <laughs> not, um, no, I don't mean I don't mean you know, and you know, at the OTAs in the spring. I I just I don't th- that's oh. just not that's not a first. You might get booed only if it's made of Kevlar. That, uh, they look for <laughs> they look for a reason to boo you. Yeah, yeah. they uh, that is one of the toughest sports cities in sure the country to coach at any point. I know that. Yeah. And you were talking about Jeremiah Washburn. Uh, earlier this week on on Derek or Ruskin and Zach and uh, I I know they had a lot of success last year didn't go going to play no. it is just, it's crazy how quick the fans have turned on Nick Sirianni and really the Eagles overall after being in the Super Bowl a previous year yeah you know I've talked with Jim a little Jim Washburn the Jim Washburn is a buddy yeah but Jeremiah's with with uh, with Philadelphia uh, Jim did some work with Cleveland this year even though he's in his seventies. 
um, you know, like advanced scouting, which all you're doing is looking at, you know, a computer screen. But so it's, you know, physically his, uh, out of rhythm heart won't, won't matter. But it, it's, he, the Eagles, they lost five starters, you know, that were, one would retire, some free agents, you know, you know, it's, and they, they brought in some of those really talented guys from Georgia, you know, the defensive players. And they, they did what a lot first year players are like, man, this is different. Yeah. You know, this is, this is, you know, this is 20 games, you know, counting preseason. This isn't, you know, this isn't the same. And, um, you know, they struggled on defense, didn't have the sack totals. Anyway, that's, I don't know, you didn't really want to get in the Eagles, but uh, it's, you're good. Um, the, this is a fun week because, you know, the NFL is front and center. And everybody's excited, you know, watching Super Bowl commercials. There's one, that, the Budweiser commercial. That could be our dog. It's a yellow lab. I don't yeah, know if y'all have seen that yet, but it's it could be Millie. And when you see it, you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and I guarantee you there'll be more yellow labs. Uh, <laughs> well, there can't be more sold because there's only X number of puppies available. But, I mean, everybody's going to be scrambling yeah. for so, a yellow lab. The price of Yellow Labs going up. That's right. Super Bowl, you, you get asked all these different questions. Mahomes got asked about his dad. Uh, Andy Reid yeah. got asked about presidential endorsement. I mean, it's just wild off-the-wall things. The question I have about not just this year's Super Bowl, but moving forward with the careers of both Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, has Mahomes done enough already and already surpassed Montana? This would be his third Super Bowl win in five years. He's got this a four Super Bowl appearance <laughs> in five years. I mean, does he have to get to four to surpass oh, Montana, or I think I think that's a flip of the coin there. That's it's, it's pretty, about it's as close pretty good. As it gets. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I mean, here's the deal: I can't hardly remember what I have to look it up to think about what Joe Montana did. Right now, Patrick Mahomes is the deal, well, and I mean, you know, whether you know one was highly successful in his era, this one is he's, but he's he's a. Uh, He's at the middle of his run, I think. I yeah. don't think he's at the right. end of his he's run. Twenty eight, and Mahomes yeah. has not had a Jerry Rice. Yeah, as as great as Montana was, he had the greatest wide receiver maybe to ever play the game out there lined up wide. Yeah how 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 are we going to think of Tyreek Hill? You know when it's all over, and he I think was he's pretty good too. Yeah, here's the deal. But probably in, not in the same breath as Jerry no, Rice. Yeah. No, but but he's but he's pretty darn good. He now will, they're different. I would rather be around. Rice, I don't think I would really want to spend much time around yeah. Hill, from what I've heard. I'm with you. He, uh, so on that note, I think what's what's crazy about Mahomes, right, is they lose. Hill's a top five, maybe top three receiver in the league. Offense isn't great throughout the season, but postseason rolls around, he's on, man. He You can't beat him. And Kelsey is going to go down as a top three tight end in NFL history. Um, so I don't know if he's right up there with Rice, but he's pretty darn close. What I want to know is let's say that they win this year. Travis Kelsey has a joint retirement with his older brother, Jason. And they call it quits, and he rides off the sunset with Taylor and everything. Can Mahomes still do it after that? Can you lose Hill and get to Super Bowl? Already proven that. But can you lose, can you lose your running mate the past six years who's been arguably the best pass catcher in that time period in any position, wide receiver, tied in, whatever, can you lose him too and then still get there? Because that's what made Brady so great, right? He had the first 
kind of roundabout guys. He had the Dion Branches. He had the Wes Welkers. Then he had Randy Moss for a little bit and had just a career year. Then he moved on to Gronk. Then he moved on to Julian Edelman. Then he moved on to Amendola. He had these two separate title periods where he was elite. A lot more elite in the second round offensively. But if Mahomes can show you, because I tend to agree with you, Clay, if he's in the middle of his time right now and he's still wheeling and dealing, even after you have Kelsey retire, let's say even Andy Reid retires, and he still goes out and gets one like Brady did, then he is the unquestioned second-best quarterback of all time. And you might even be able to say that now based on what he's accomplished. And again, six years as a starting quarterback. He has done no less than go to an AFC championship in six years. That is unbelievable to see what he's done to this point yeah the the thing that i'll i'll counter to that yeah he he might he's going to lose players but he's going to get players they're going to get better wide receivers mm-hmm. than they have right now i mean everybody knows that and they and there's lots of ways to get good wide receivers there's there's trades which they traded to get you know to to change their team with tyreek hill they didn't want to pay that that salary right and i I think you can. There'll be some free agents that want to play with Patrick Mahomes. You think? And there might be a tight end or two that that are really good. You know, there's. Uh, if you got, you, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the starting point, and I really like their offensive line. And the and if you watch their, I think the key to the game though is not all the players that you've been talking about. It's that that secondary that the Chiefs have. I mean, it's you know McDuffie, their their slot corner, he's the best in the game. Sneed too. Yeah. I mean, they got the yeah. best. That's... They, they, their their secondary is terrific, and I I think that's part. Lamar Jackson is like, I don't think he had any idea that every time he dropped back, they'd be in man and there wouldn't be anybody for him to throw to, yeah. and and they had two spies, so they're good enough in the secondary that they really have some flexibility in how they play up front. You know, they start off the game, they rush four, see if they can get there. You know, if they don't, they rush five because they know their secondary is going to hold up. Well, if that doesn't work, then they rush six. They will get to the quarterback. I mean, there's, you know, I I think Brock Purdy is going to see completely different defense intensity and pressure than what he saw. The, the Lions did not, did not cause him any problems. Um, I mean, he you know he'd look out if they're playing man, he just took off running. Um, I don't think you're going to see but that, these these coaches are so good at making adjustments and seeing, and it'll it'll be a different kind of game. Um, I, you can tell I'm excited. I like to I like to watch yeah. this this level. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. It'll be fun. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.